0: What is it that you believe you cannot forgive? Whether this is something that has been done to you, or something that you have chosen, a choice that you have made. Then maybe you have one or more of each. But I'm inviting you in this message to not just consider this question, but to focus on it. Sometimes, to open the heart, or better said, to get to the place in which you feel comfortable opening your heart. Sometimes it is not as simple as saying to you, oh, you should open your heart. So I come through to ask you different questions, such as this one. Because the reason your heart might not be open could be because you have decided or some part of you has decided at some point that this or that or certain things just can't be forgiven. And so in this mp3 I'm inviting you to become aware of if any of these parts of you, or any parts of you, have such a conviction... It is a belief. It is a position that some aspect of yourself or part of you or subpersonality has adopted. Fair enough. Because in all of my teachings I ask you to have compassion for how people are shaped by real world experience and how they respond to pain and Suffering and judgment of self, and guilt and shame, and fear of punishment, and fear of any of those other things, guilt, shame, etc. And so let's imagine there is a part of you that has a specific personal experience, in other words a biographical experience, and that part of you maintains, that can't be forgiven. When you think about it, the part might even justify this position and say something like, oh, I've tried, oh, believe me, but that, that goes too far. I will never say that it's okay that that happened to me. And so, a distinction could be helpful here. Consider that the experiences that you have shape your sense of who you are. Shape your identity. And the parts of you who, for example, have felt hurt, or have felt that something has gone wrong, or they have done something wrong, or... Something wrong has been done to them. Or their loved ones, or their group, or whatever. Those parts identify as defensive. They identify as, I hold that that is not okay. And where you might get tripped up, in your quest to open your heart or be more forgiving, or to approach more compassion. Which, I would argue, is in common with quite a lot of people who are on spiritual paths. You may be one of these people. Endeavoring to be kinder, to be more gentle with yourself and others, or to learn how to love the opposite or learn how to accept the way that people are even if what they do can cause harm and pain but if a part of you has decided that something cannot be he- cannot be forgiven it is a mark of identity a marker or indicator that a part identifies as the hardship or pain that occurred at that time or through this event. Now, as I said, this is a belief. It is not truth. But part of you may maintain it as a kind of selectively personal kind of truth. And what I want you to understand is that forgiveness does not equate saying the thing was okay. That's number one. Number two, you can't force these parts of you to forgive anything. And you shouldn't try. Number three, you should, with understanding and compassion for where they're coming from, Listen. Listen to their narrative. Give them voice. Now this idea, that is too terrible, that could never be forgiven, is an extreme version of something you may have a negative reaction to. And again, part of you might say, I would like to not have this negative reaction. I don't, I don't want to traffic in negative reactions. But things you resist, things you judge, things you have a strong reaction against in the world around you and the behaviors of others and even in your own choices, that's a moderate version of this extremity, and so I challenge you to be willing to get to know this part of yourself who has been victimized, who feels like a victim, and have compassion some part of you might some other part of you might say, "Why do I have to be so angry about that, or why can't I just let that go and the answer is because a part of you needs to know that what happened to, to you and how it affected you matters that the imprint the mark the impact of how it changed your life matters that your pain matters. So I challenge you to listen to this part of you and be clear that this part of you matters. You are not in this process validating victimhood or negativity. You are being an understanding sort of person because someone you part of you has been shaped by very challenging experience and uh, I'd like for you to consider that again is it a be- it is a belief that certain things can't be forgiven And the parts of you hold on because they identify as this, because they need to know, they need to feel validated that their reaction is justified. And so what if you were to listen to these parts of you without judgment, which includes feeling the feelings these parts of you carry? Perhaps at a certain point, this may involve in a certain sense, reliving the emotional content from the painful experience. What if you were to do this? What if you were to know that the part is defending the right to feel, but it's not true, but this part of your humanity needs support? What if you chose to hold space for these waves of feeling to unfold, the balls of tension and coiled springs to relieve their tension? What if you knew that any defensiveness or anger or bitterness or vitriol or rage comes from pain. And what if you didn't fault this part of you for feeling what you feel? What if you didn't shame yourself for what you feel because of a very real thing that happened to you? And I invite you to be willing to embrace... The feelings you have, including how things have affected you. No one else will really be able to validate this part of you. This part of you will say things to other people like you don't telling me to let it go. You don't know what it's like. You weren't there. You, you, haven't, you haven't gone through what I've been through. You don't know. And part of you may feel very upset that others don't know. They never seem to get it. So what if you became that helpful friend to this part of you? What if you held a space of compassion Not fighting, not resisting or trying to get away from the negativity, but in an earnest way, listen through feeling what may have been bottled up for a very long time. Yes, it matters that this affected you. Yes, it matters how it shaped you. Yes, these feelings are justified. You have the right to feel what you feel in response to what happens to you. Of course you do. What if you were this friend to this part of you? In the long run, It can be like a dance with these parts of you, but you would, in the long run, disarm their pain of not being understood because you would choose to understand. You would, in the process, slowly defuse the uh, pent-up emotion that's become a grenade or a bomb or a TNT stick. You would diffuse the rage and the anger and the bitterness born of pain by listening compassionately and letting these parts of you express while you don't judge. So is it destructive to indulge in negativity? But this is not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to find the inner strength and wisdom to witness someone who's going through a very hard thing and is still affected, or had been going through something very hard and is still affected years later. But but if I, you might ask, part of you might ask, the channel does receive these uh, questions quite often when talking about doing this, Shadow work and dealing with deeper emotions. But if I go into that space and I feel it, does, I mean, doesn't does that mean I'm being negative? Or doesn't that mean I'm indulging in that feeling? And, and this is not what I'm talking about. You're not glorifying. You're not walking around throwing it at everybody. You're allowing pent-up waves of emotion to unwind, to crest and break. You are expressing in writing or through words the anger, the frustration, the guilt or the shame, and you're finding the tears behind it, behind whatever that feeling is. Those waves break and water emanates from your eye holes. The waves break and tears come forward and spill onto your face. And the energy is relieved. So in a sense, I'm asking you to be willing to find out that you are strong enough to hold space for parts of you who have gone through very difficult things. Now, to engage in this, I strongly encourage you to develop a grounding practice. Chords into the earth, centeredness in your body. The channel has a free 13-minute grounding meditation on his site, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, everywhere. And there are other channeled energy work meditations where uh, this consciousness you're listening to, Hermes, Jehudi, Thoth, St. Germain, Merlin, is captured, mixed with Archangel Metatron's energy, and you'll receive energy work, so you can explore those too. Look for twenty-two channel meditations, and always look for the number twenty-two with this set. But I'm asking you to be willing to find out that you are stronger than pain. That pain occurs, and that pain is not a punishment. When you have experienced pain, that you were not being punished, but as part of your learning journey while human. Now, if one particular experience has come to mind during this message, from your own experience, As you work through it, you may find others, to greater or lesser degrees. Parts of you are identifying as wounded or victimized or something. You may also think about issues in the world around you, collective issues you have a very strong negative response to. Same thing. Work through it. Listen to the parts of you. You will, as a human, naturally respond to human things that you have not experienced. This is natural. It could be part of an other life scenario, or it simply could open your heart and activate your compassionate nature. One example is uh, in the the United States, where the channel lives. a government policy to separate children from their parents and put kids in cages is how it's uh, referred to kids in cages. This is not part of the channel's experience as his human life, born in 1972, blah blah blah, with his name, etc. But it pulls at his heart, and he cannot forgive it, because of the innate cruelty, etc. So there are external things that will activate you as well. And part of the key to this, and I've shared this in other teachings, or other uh, examples of uh, MP3s and teachings like this, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but pain, difficulty, hardship, loss, none of these things are punishments. They are vehicles for you to learn more about being human, because they're part of the experience. So, part of you identifies as a painful experience, or shaped by it. Acknowledge that. Say, yes. Yes, it matters that I went through this. It matters how it affected me. And to acknowledge that, absolutely refusing to judge what those feelings and thoughts are. and then gently learning to unwind those identities. Because a part of you may respond defensively, because it's unjust that I should have been punished. It is not fair that I have been so hurt. Punished and hurt in these ways. So, also take this as a kind of a slow infusion to work with over months. Pain is not punishment. It's important that you hold that in your mind and your heart. And so, one of the faces of uh, this being who is speaking to you is Saint Germain, the keeper of the violet flame of forgiveness. Right now, the one that's talking to you is the Jehudi or Thoth version, which is a teacher kind of energy. St. Germain offers you the opportunity to encounter the violet flame of forgiveness, the opportunity to surrender or give up what you have held that has kept you in such a knot inside your heart. The logic of this face of mine that brings the violet flame of forgiveness is not that the violet flame of forgiveness will magically clean up your life and open your heart, but that you, in encountering the energy, will realize what you have been holding on to. And I strongly encourage you to think about that logic, the confrontation of what I've held on to, versus, gosh, I wish I could just forgive that. I encourage you instead to confront, or be willing to confront, the holding. To become aware of the tension, and the, also the cost to you of holding on to that tension as if I must defend myself because I was so injured. It's costing you dearly. It's subverting your creativity. It's messing with your self-confidence, your self-esteem. It's limiting your belief in amazing potentials and possibilities. So in other words, do not judge yourself if you are not compassionate or feeling that way often but look to the things you perceive you cannot be compassionate toward or cannot forgive or cannot accept this is the cue or this is the uh, the the way to identify what parts to work with with generosity of spirit with respect with acceptance with kindness witnessing their narratives, feeling those feelings without judgment, accepting that you have been shaped by real-world experience. And yes, you have the right to feel what you feel. And if it takes you years to forgive something, then it does. If it takes you decades to forgive something, then it does. But for you to be willing to be confronted with what you are holding on to as these identities. This is the a most potent path for your growth as a human. Do not judge yourself for not being compassionate or not forgiving something, but endeavor to understand why you are not in that space now. And with self-respect and self-care, get to the bottom of it and Listen. This is uh, the end of this message. Thank you.